I'm just gonna, I'll call you back. I just need to hide this in a yeah, boiling yeah. pool of mud. <laughs> hey man, that that mud was great attraction, but um, yeah. Right. Um, no, it wasn't, and you know it. it. It was rubbish. I will have the last sentence. Greek mud. No, no, never mind. Actually, ignore me. Greek mud. Yeah, there I was going to talk fire. about Greek mud, but there was no Greek mud. There's Greek fire. Yeah, mud is important. Okay, I'm going to start the episode now because we're just rambling into nothingness. Mud is important. <laughs> mud is important. That's what you want to start with. Yeah, I think so. Right. Uh, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Traveller with your Spartans, Ali, Zaki, and Zayn. This is a show all about foraging for feta, finding fragments of drachmas, and in Zayn's case, frolicking in fields of figs and other delectable foliage. This episode is all about our Greek odyssey. But before we get into any of that, let's go over the usual social connects. So we're on Twitter, at The LD Traveller, Facebook and Instagram, at The Lockdown Traveller, and of course our blog, thelockdowntraveller.blogspot.com. So let's start with some facts, my other fear, which is brothers in Greek. I just want to jump in and say, if we're Spartans, we are all a hunchback. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty accurate. Oh, I forgot about that That's guy. pretty accurate, yeah, yeah. I mean, come yeah, on, None he of us are going to be like Leonidas. Yeah, but Zayn, at the end of the day, he survived, you know? He did? Yeah, but that's not good. Why? Well, like, isn't the thing, like, uh, if, if you say to uh, a Spartan or a Greek person, like, I hope you live forever, that's an insult, because you want to die in battle, like, a good death. Yeah, but... We're not going to. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine being a Spartan from home? Yeah, that would yeah. be so boring. That would, just, yeah, that would be pretty dry. On a it? Zoom call and just pretending to stab someone. <laughs> exactly. It's all you do. I was just thinking, imagine imagine having the Oracle doing that. Just hold on a minute there, mate. I mean, that would be useful. The cat is rocking around, like walking around. His, his, yeah, <laughs> that wouldn't continue. work. That yeah. wouldn't work. <laughs> terrible, terrible. So, who wants to start us off with some facts then? Sure, I've got I've got some interesting, actually, again, useful one, which okay. we'll do twice in a row, maybe. Uh, we'll um, we'll figure out if it's useful. You just yeah. give us a fact. Uh, that's a fair point. Yeah. That's a fair point. Okay, so hand signals, right? I'm gonna talk you through hand signals. Apparently, there's no waving, like when they open palm, because in Greece, because it's seen as like an insulting gesture. Hmm. So when you like greet somebody, you usually do like a fist bump or something instead, instead of a wave. Right. Um, that's one. The, the other one is the yes nod, actually means no. It's so like kind of going up and down gesture, like with your, with your head, is is means no. Right. I don't no. know what no nod is, but yeah. And this is this pre-COVID, post-COVID, like oh, fist bumps throughout. Oh. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I think I think it's like a clo- it's a closed fist. If you if, if it's like post-COVID or, or during COVID, I guess it's just like a closed fist. I mean, in fairness, fist bumps are healthier or like more hygienic than shaking someone's hand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I just don't, is... I just don't care for fist bumps. I don't care for waving. I've never waved to anyone. It's weird. You just yeah. nod, right? Like a casual, yeah. like, hey. Yeah. And when you're saying goodbye, you wave with your palm facing you, not the other way. Because it looks like, like a if... rubbish wrapper. Like a rubbish wrapper or like you're mugging somebody off. It just yeah, looks okay. ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, there must be a, a way to do it properly because when I'm doing it right now in a room by myself, it looks really weird. Yeah, your neighbours look at him being like, oh, okay. Oh, my neighbours have stopped <laughs> looking, yeah, to be honest. With you. His neighbours <laughs> like, he's <laughs> doing it again. He's, just, he's boarded up his windows from the inside. Your neighbor, being he's like, doing right. it again. Yeah, there you go. No, that's, okay, that, do you know what, Zayn? I think that is a good fact. You know, he, yeah. It's useful, right? It's, it's a useful, useful fact. It's a useful fact. Um, <laughs> I wish I went first because mine's not useful. <laughs> well, I know that. See, I was thinking I'd get the good one, like the actual useful one in first. Um, All right, if you want useful, I have an educational fact as well. 
come on. So my fact we'll is be the judge you... of if, if it's educated. <laughs> exactly. Not you. You know your I knew place. that would come and bite me. Um, but yeah, in some places in Greece, it is illegal to wear high heels. Okay. Interesting. So um, basically, in two thousand nine, they banned high heels in um, ancient Greek monuments and attractions because people walking all over the place was damaging the surface, and they get I think two hundred fifty thousand people per year. So it's a lot of foot traffic. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, high heels are sort of puncturing the surface and it's horrible. It's creating a lot of cracks. And then people also chew gum. So they banned gum as well because you spit it out and it fills in the cracks and then they kind of have to scrape it out and it's just damaging the yeah. monuments. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that's quite a good one. I can get behind that. that yeah, that's, that is that is a good also, I really should have gone first because um, now we've had a good fact from Zaki, an educational fact from Zayn. Um, just hang on, give me a second. Let me, let me frame it in a, in a good way. Okay, so I've got a, I've got a very complimentary fact of the greeks um so the greek healthcare is one of the best in the world and it's come a long way from its origins because back in ancient greece um your doctor would actually nibble your earwax or run their fingers through your phlegm or lick your vomit to see what the taste is and then base your uh, condition and diagnosis off that and i just want to clarify this is when all of that stuff is out of you right he's not like sticking his tongue in your ear it depends on how well you know your doctor <laughs> I mean, it depends on what the condition is mate. exactly um i mean i think they've got well, then, a tool how to... do you do that with the phlegm though oh mate you spit it out no i'm uh, in <laughs> okay spit it out i'll just open my mouth <laughs> oh no <laughs> no uh, he runs his fingers through it no he doesn't oh that's okay oh, that, yeah that's no, fine sorry. yeah that's so, fine. No, I'm just yeah. trying to clarify. But all of, and this isn't just some mad person. This is actually Hippocrates. Um, you know the guy who's behind the Hippocratic oath, uh, which doctors have to take now. So he, he he actually started this, and he started you know diagnosing people through this. And he said that if your urine tastes like fig juice, that's good. But if it's too tart, he there's a problem. And he actually wrote all of this down. So he he was a proper um, follower of um, Asclepius, who is the the Greek god of medicine and health as well. So he was like a what is it called a the dower devote? De, uh, sorry, I've lost a devotee. <laughs> devotee. Devotee. Devout. Devout. Follower. Thank you, God. One of those weekends, devout follower of this god. So he thought he was doing something really, really right um, by tasting and nibbling uh, delectable things. Fig juice, though. Fig juice is not... I don't understand that link. Like... I don't... Lemon it. juice or lime juice, sure, but not like... I know, it's a bit... It's, yeah. Maybe um, he just juice. hated figs. <laughs> yeah, maybe. He's like, mate, this is rank. You know maybe, what this tastes yeah. like? <laughs> if it's pomegranate juice, then yeah, fair play. Oh, God. No, if it's pomegranate juice, you've got a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not supposed to be like <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was my fact. Um, does it pass the educational... Helpful fact. I mean, I guess. I just, yes. I feel worse after hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It, it definitely did something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, just thought I'd uh, share the fact that, you know, this this follower of the gods um, <laughs> is, is, is helping our modern medicine as well. Okay. So have you seen the family tree or tried to follow or create the family tree of the gods? There are too many to follow, man. Yeah, it's pretty and easy. Zeus is everywhere. Yeah, yeah, and the, yeah, it's it's and it's hard to figure out who like is, yeah. Go on, it's a messed up tree, not a messed up tree, an interesting tree. I can't say messed up, kind of, but an interesting one. But if you want to actually know, there is a site. I think it's the Acropolis Museum. Oh yeah, which has like a specific. It's got like something like three thousand odd artifacts from the Acropolis, which I think we'll talk go into in a second. But it's like one of the, the Acropolis is one of the big kind of ancient significant cities in Greece, and this place has got like a. 
this museum has got loads of different artifacts and you can they they also give you like tours through the museum from an architect mm-hmm. an architect or an archaeologist talk through like all the different gods and what the history is so that's like a good rendition or coverage if you're into like, yeah. interested in that kind of stuff yeah that would be pretty helpful if someone walks you through it yeah it's it's, it's pretty was that a pun no, just I, genuinely, I, I genuinely thought useful. that was a pun. Yeah, I, I, like, I can like, tell. Where is he going with this? <laughs> yeah, they've also got like um, apparently they've built, they've got like glass floors and stuff where you can see like views of the excavation below the museum, which is quite cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So you can actually yeah. look into the excavation and stuff that they've dug. They've kind of built the museum over the top of the excavation. Does it does it feature my boy Koalimos, the god of stupidity? There's a god of stupidity. Yeah, and he's mentioned once, only once, in the whole of Greek uh, mythology. Okay, he's and awesome. does he do anything? Mate, I've literally found a sentence. He's at his, at his patron saint. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> this is my guy. He's got posters of him up in his house, mate. No, got that guy's got pictures of Eddie. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> man. Like, I thought I was stupid, but this guy, wow. <laughs> so, basically, you can, um, yeah. Um... <laughs> Sorry. Why did you mention that? I, I, what, thought, I thought you what might can be... You, I, what can you gain from that? I mean, there, there are cooler Greek gods than him, though. Yeah. Come on. You could have picked anything. Yeah, but God, the it... gods are... Um, in Greek Greek gods, they're, they're a bit over the top, I would say. So, yeah, no, this, this guy, he seems harmless. He's a nice guy. He's just the god of stupidity. But some of them are just a bit next level, and that's the part where I'm getting a bit concerned, I suppose. Um, can I read one of them to you? Yeah, Go can for we it. stop you? Uh, no. But so I'm gonna. Exactly. So my favorite one is that there's uh, a guy called Erisichthon, who is the king of uh, Thessaly. So there's a part of Greece which is Thessaly, and this guy was the king of the time. And I'm gonna try pronouncing it one more time. <laughs> no, I can't. Okay, we're gonna call him Eris. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. I've got I've got an absolute beauty there on me. So oh, I know you're perfect, perfect. Yeah. So we're gonna call him Eris. So he's a king of Thessaly, and I like this story because what he does, um, and is that he is so super super rich, and he decides to build another feast hall. Um, so he orders um, all his mates and his friends and soldiers and whatever to go to this field and start cutting down the trees, which are in a sacred grove. Um, to build this beautiful feast hall because you know he's rich and he's powerful and he's a king and he can do whatever he wants so he decides to start cutting down the trees and there's one oak there which is very sacred to the gods and especially to um, one of the gods called Demeter um, and this tree nobody touches all of his mates are like no 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 I'm not touching that they all refuse to to cut it down they're like no don't do that his mates his mate say no 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 I ain't touching that <laughs> I ain't okay. touching that that's hard no, bro, I ain't touching Sorry. that one so, so then okay. uh, uh, Iris King Eris, I should say, gets annoyed, grabs an axe and cuts it down himself. And by doing so, he kills a Dryad nymph in the process. So this little nymph then says, I curse your king, Eris. Um, and Demeter, right. who, who's, whose tree actually was one of the gods, um, goes, hmm, okay, fine, you do that to me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess you up. So Demeter gets really annoyed and punishes King Eris. And he decided that to give the richest person of Thessaly um, an appetite which was so strong that it would never be uh, fulfilled or he'll never be full. Uh, so this appetite meant that he would eat everything. So he, he ate all the food he had, he ate all the food he could buy, he sold all his properties to buy food, um, and he completely exhausted his wealth. Um, and then when there was nothing left for him to eat, he decided to start eating himself, which then obviously killed him, and then Demeter laughed. And he, he ate himself. Yeah, he started eating his own flesh off his own body. Apparently the wrist is the tastiest part of the body. 
But no, that's not the point. The point. Why? Are, that's no, the over the is, top. If you, no? if you eat yourself, you start from the feet and work your way up, right? Really? Because um, I mean, you can't you can't bite your stomach. It's arms and feet, and you you, you don't want to eat your arms first because how are you going to hold your feet? I'd say you chop off the bits first and then eat those. Surely. That could work. Can't but if you're as hungry as this guy, you, you don't have time to get an axe. Yeah, he dropped down he had an axe. axe. He had access yeah, to an he's axe. he's traumatized. He's like, I'm never going to go near this axe again. I to will be... now eat everything. That's a f- he oh, probably that's a sold the axe, actually, for like uh, chicken nuggets or something from McDonald's. <laughs> Imagine rocking up to KC with that, mate. Why well, you got no money, but... How much for that Zinger burger? It is an axe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, no, but you're, you're focusing on the wrong part of the bod- of the story. Um, <laughs> the fact is that the gods went over the top to punish him. That's 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 I mean, normal behavior. I, I do have a fun fact about this, but I have no idea if it's related in any way. Uh-huh. But um, the ship that Dracula got on to get to London, it was called the Demeter, right? Um, oh, okay. I think so. so yeah. Okay. Would that have any relation to this at all, or is it just coincidence? I mean, if I do a quick, if you stall for time, I can do a quick Google <laughs> to see what Demeter actually stands That's for. That's kind of so, interesting. You know, come on, okay, stall, no, stall then. How's the weather? <laughs> yeah, uh, Demeter Slightly. doesn't actually stand for anything. Like, he's the daughter of That's still interesting. So, so no. Maybe, maybe. And nice can I just ask, if you eat yourself, do you double in size or do you not? What do you think, Zane? What do you think? You like, say the I same. Eat, if I eat my foot, would I get fatter? Like, how Try hard it. was this Try it, let's see. Let's give it a go. No, no, I want to find out, mate. All right, give me a few minutes. Just, just like Zoom. Going doing that on your next Zoom call. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Whilst you're doing that, I'm I'm gonna just literally force it back into Greece because this is my the purpose of me telling the story wasn't for you to run off and start going. Hmm, how would I taste? Actually, do you, do animals know that they're tasty? Never, never, never mind. Never. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, going back to Greece. So to Greece. We've talked about Thessaly, right? Um, Thessaly also has a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Um, and I love this part because looking at the pictures, if I've not seen anything like it. So imagine like a, a plateau, a grove, a field of lush, lush forest and trees. But then you've got these really unusual rock formations. And these aren't little midget rocks, which we've talked about in the past. These are huge rock formations, which look like upturned mountains almost. And on the top of each of these, there used to be monasteries, which were founded in the 14th century. And some of them, six of them still exist. Mm, um, interesting. So they're thirteen hundred feet high uh, pinnacles, and they have a beautiful river in between as well. And you can go and you can visit some of these as well. But it's a steep, steep, steep climb. Um, but if you do go there, it's one of the best places to discover Greece. So Meteora is the place, and they've got a lot nice. of hotels nearby. So definitely worth uh, a lookout. Yeah, definitely. Not bad. But if you're in Thessaly, then what you want to visit is actually Mount Olympus, right? That's uh, where yes, yes, all yes. the gods hang out, including big man himself, mm. Zeus, king of the gods. Mm. Big up Yeti. Right, right. No, yeah. Forget the Yeti. I do have a decent attraction that's kind of related to Zeus, but okay. to appreciate it, you kind of need to know the backstory. So, are you both familiar with Kronos? Not the stupid seagull torturing <laughs> idiot that Eddie mentioned. But the, the, time, the, the time guy though, right? No, the OG Titan who's Zeus's dad. Oh, okay. Oh, not the not the um, not the not the, the stupid seagoat time man. No, no. Okay, so okay. here's a quick, super, super quick overview. Um, before there were gods, there were beings called titans, and one of these titans is called Cronus. And apparently, there was a prophecy that one of his kids would overthrow him. So, just like any normal, rational human being, his solution to the problem wasn't to just never have children. But what he did instead was every time he had a child, he ate it. 
just straight up swallowed it whole. And uh, one day his wife gives birth to Zeus. And at this point, she's just tired. She's like, stop eating my kids. So she sends <laughs> Zeus to hide out on a cave in Earth. And she tricks her husband into swallowing a rock instead. And so Zeus wow. grows wait, up. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry. How do you trick somebody <laughs> into doing that? Like how, what, you just put like googly eyes on I'm it? I'm going to assume she wrapped it in some cloth and said, here's your son. And he's like, sure. And just swallowed it without checking like a that's your assumption okay i mean what an idiot but anyway so zeus grows up he heads back home confronts his dad cuts him open and lo and behold all of his siblings are alive and well because their absolute mug of a father didn't bother chewing his food wow and so that's that's essentially the story um the main takeaway is always choose your food and make sure you're not eating rocks that's the story, but the location, which is what I was, what this whole thing was <laughs> about. What, what, silence. What, what nursery rhyme moral is that? Sorry, Zay, I need a second to just just chew what? your food. That's that's the main takeaway you should or, take. Or have stomach acid. Or don't eat your kids. How about we start with that? Okay, so let's <laughs> yeah, that's just a good, agree that's, that that's there the are first three, one. three valuable lessons you can take from this story. Have stomach acid, don't eat your kids, and always chew your food. But anyway, <sighs> the location is... A place called Dictian Cave on the island of Crete, which is apparently the cave where Zeus was hiding out on Earth and where he grew up. And it is a, a very cool place. It's kind of like a... It used to be a very um, mythological, sacred place, and you weren't allowed in. But then recently they um, opened it up to people, and it's a very popular tourist attraction now. Which is good that you can access it, but it's also bad because it's, you know touristy you have to actually pay to get into this cave yeah that's a bit unfortunate that is a bit unfortunate so the entrance to the cave is uh, a thousand meters above sea level and the only way to get there is to hike from the nearby village of Sikro, which is why it's okay. also called the Sikro cave it's not a, a you know strenuous hike it's like 10 minutes but you can also get a donkey ride if you're lazy um, but once you get to the entrance, you have or, to do... Or elderly so, or tired. So elderly. much judgment. Okay. I mean, yeah, exactly. Thank if, you you're, if you're elderly, yeah. don't go to a cave, because there are more stairs. Once you get to the entrance, you have to do wow. everything so on foot. You're so ageist wow. right now. It's like I you know, think, right? thank you. Look, the cave goes down a lot. Okay, there's like a huge, steep, slippery staircase. And um, there's a lot of scaffolding. There's, It's just not... It's, if you're old, don't go here. Look at pictures or something. Wow. Anyway. Wow. Wow. It's a massive cave. It's got multiple chambers. It's got um, little halls as well. There's one room which um, is known as the Cradle of Zeus, where apparently people think he was born. Um, there are stalactites and stalagmites everywhere mm. along the staircase. And at the very bottom, right, there's a small lake. <clears throat> and hanging over this lake is an absolute unit of a stalactite, like a massive stalactite. Stalactites are things coming down, right? Yeah, so yeah. stalactite okay. C for ceiling, stalagmite G for ground. Easy okay. to remember that. Okay. Nice. Um, but yeah, that massive thing is called the mantle of Zeus. Nice. And so yeah, that's where apparently where he grew up. And fun fact, he used to drink goat's milk, but sea no goats. relation to stupid sea goats. No sea goats. Yes, it all it's all coming together. But no, yeah, like, but. Quite it's like just, God's there are so many stupid prophecies, because I think Zeus had a prophecy as well, like, your kids will overthrow you, and his solution, or not his kids, but anyway, there was a prophecy that one of your kids will overthrow you, and he decided to eat that as well, and then that kid popped out of his head, because he has a massive headache, and it turned out to be Athena, goddess of wisdom. Popped out of his head? Yeah, apparently there was some prophecy where 
someone said, this child will, you know, overthrow you. And he's like, all right, I'll just swallow it. And the second he swallowed it, he became super wise until one day he had a very bad headache and his head sort of smacked open and (laughs) out came a fully grown woman in like warrior garb. And she was Athena, goddess of wisdom. Oh, if only he'd had his earwax licked, then they could have... Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Would have they, exactly. Where was Hippocrates? Hippocrates would have been like, mate, <laughs> I got this. Yeah. <laughs> got his knife and fork. But imagine, though, imagine that, like, sneezing that out. Being like, Bob, this just came out of my head. I can't <laughs> even... Right, okay. Wow. But but interesting. So, yeah, okay. Zeus's, yeah. Zeus's cave. Yeah. Yes, definitely visit that if you're in... I thought you were going to say if you're into eating. <laughs> okay. No, if you're in, if no. you're in Greece, yeah. visit that. I thought you were just about to start hurling abuse, like, come to this if you're not old. Okay, you know what? If you are old, visit it. See what happens. <laughs> oh. I was going to say, I was, I was worried of what you were going to say then. I'll be honest. <laughs> okay. If you are old, it is open to everyone, so please, young or old, visit this place better, and see better, what it better. looks like. Yes. Good. Good recovery. We, we don't Good discriminate recovery. here. No. You discriminate yeah, yeah. against me, but that's a separate issue. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That, 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 we haven't got enough time <laughs> to cover that issue. Um, yeah, speaking of prophecies, obviously Greek mythology is kind of filled quite, it's quite heavy on prophecies. So we're going to do a little bit of a kind of sort of deep dive on oracles, I suppose. So oracle comes from the Latin verb to speak, and it refers to kind of priests or priestesses who make predictions about things. Um, and most people kind of believed that they were vessels for gods to speak through. So there's a whole bunch of different oracles, like for loads of different things. But the main one is called um, Pythia, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's derived from the verb that says to rot. As in so, like rotting flesh. Yeah, so this, uh, yeah, it's complicated. But but apparently the, 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 the verb is the rot is the description of the smell of the the smell of the rotting body of the python which Apollo killed. Okay. Seriously, this whole episode, I, I, I'm listening to the words, but it just goes <laughs> in so many random directions. <laughs> yes. But anyway, anyway, this, this, this oracle is also known as the High Priestess of the Temple of Apollo, okay. which is also known as the Oracle of Delphi. So, for those of you that don't know, the Oracle of Delphi was an organization of kind of like enigmatic prophecy tellers that were revered and kind of held in high esteem amongst the Greeks in the 8th century. And they're not really, there's not really a lot about how they were decided or what their origins were. All, all that's known is they're all natives of Delphi and that they would kind of relinquish all of their family ties and their in- identities and stuff after assuming the, the roles. Um, right. But these people would effectively like enter a trance-like state under the, impl- in, under, under the influence of like vapors and fumes and other stuff within, within this temple. Um, and then they'd tell people prophecies about things that they wanted to know about. Uh, so hang on, let me get. So the, is this the same thing? Which is you know, like in three hundred, where they've got those little dancing high women. In the, <laughs> yeah, the, that's the ones. Where I'm, like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that, that's how ones. they were written in the end credits. Yeah. But yes. Yeah, that's that's exactly what. But it you is. know which yeah, one I'm exactly. talking about, right? Those ones. Yeah, yeah, those these a, ones. Yes. Yeah, that's ah. exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they can they can they can tell you prophecies about like you know. If you're being too much about your free car insurance, things like that, <laughs> and then Michael's the good. reason I'm telling you this, apart from the fact that you can you can you can visit it. Apparently, in God of War, essentially, you actually visit the entire area, which is kind That's of cool. cool. Ah. Um, 
But in, in real life, you can go visit it too, which is pretty cool. So you can visit the Temple of Delphi, which is available to go and see, and you can go and explore it. It's a UNESCO World Heritage Site and located in the city of Delphi, so you can go and, and have a look and walk around it, which is pretty cool. Nice. Do you know why Delphi is called Delphi? No. Um, you, you know you know the guy you just mentioned, Apollo? Apparently he saw a ship was, which was being drifted offshore, and he transformed himself into a dolphin, jumped on board, navigated it back to the shore, and the town which they settled in was then called Delphi to honor the dolphin. Why, why did he have to turn into a dolphin to then yeah. steal the boat? Why didn't he just... I don't know, he j- jumped out, turned into a dolphin, and then helped No, him. no, I mean, why didn't he turn in, Why didn't he turn himself back into a person when he was... This is the same... I mean, sea goats, dolphins... I, I don't know, I mean... Greek mythology is very, very interesting, but it's it's always been difficult for me to swallow it. You know, it's always been my Achilles elbow. I think that is the worst one. I, I think that think is gen- Do you know one. what? We should keep a tally of which ones are the top. Like, this is definitely up there as the that's, worst. That's right up there. There was one, one the other week as well that was pretty bad. I think this is the worst one. But you know what he's done? He's messed me up so much. Every time he opens his mouth, I think he's about to make a pun. And then there's that nanosecond of me going, is that legit or is that yeah. a pun? Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are, you anyway. proud of, are you proud of yourself, Zim? I am very proud. I have no regrets and I'll do it again. <laughs> Yes, we know. You don't need to tell us that. Um, anyway, as as cool as that kind of Oracle of Delphi is, there's another more sinister Oracle that I want to talk Here about. Here we go. Of Here course. We go. I was wondering when we'd get to this. Yeah, this is known as Necromanteo, which is known as the Oracle of Death, or the Oracle of the Dead. So the ancient Greeks believed that when you died, your soul would enter into the underworld via a number of different passages, and one of those passages could be accessed by... The Oracle of Epirus, who's the Oracle of the Dead, who resides near the city of Ephira, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And people could talk to their loved ones through the Oracle of the Dead, in some cases even get some kind of advice or prophecies about the future. Right. So in order to do that, pilgrims would enter the Necromanteo of Ephira Temple, which served as kind of the temple of necromancy devoted to the Hades. Question. Um... Yes. Why would people want to go to a place which has necromancy written all over it? Because you want because, it, they might. Yeah, you want answers. You're like, hey, um, yeah. before you died, you were watching TV. Do you remember where you left the remote? Because <laughs> <laughs> that would be yeah, key things like that. Okay. Uh, or okay. they typically they'd want to talk to their ancestors or the dead to to get some information, see how they're doing, you know, update them on the Chelsea score, things what, like that. What's What's the pin of your bank account? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fine. Okay. Things like okay. that. But if you were lucky, they would, well, depending on what kind of person you are, they would give you advice about, like, or prophecies of the future. Um, that would be useful. So anyway, pilgrims would have to enter the chamber and follow specific rituals. Usually it would involve eating something first, which I've got, quote, beans, pork, barley, bread, and narcotics. So <laughs> And narcotics. Just and I think we know the bit which is the key thing there. It doesn't say bread. what kind of narcotics they were. But they'd consume some form of them. Yeah, okay. I think that helps a lot. <laughs> it yeah, yeah it helps explain a lot. Then they sacrifice some animals, typically. Of course they do. Yeah, as you do, usually. Leave offerings, chanting prayers. Leave and then offerings. The Sorry? Would rise up through the floor and begin the prophecies. Ah, uh, okay. Like but through the basement or just mystical just entrance? Just through the floor. Just okay. Through the floor. Fly around a bit. Chance stuff, <laughs> lights would flicker, it would be very dark. And, and you know, you're thinking about this, it sounds goofy, but then when you actually go and see the place, it's pretty, uh, yeah, it sounds getting spooky there, it's quite yeah, cool. Yeah, no, I feel it would be kind of scary in person. It is quite cool. So, yeah, and so this this place, 
um, is also the place where Odysseus, or Ulysses, in Homer's poem, Odyssey, he ventures into Hades to find the soul of Teiraceus, which is some dude who will tell his future, but um, Odysseus ended up seeing interesting things. So hmm. he saw phantoms of the dead, he saw caverns covered in streaming blood, he saw pale, wrinkled, ghastly, terrifying slain warriors and thousands and thousands of ghouls screaming and shrieking and it scared the yam out of him so he <laughs> legged it out of there like he just was like nah mate I'm out I don't care about my future I'm, I'm off I'm off so it seems very very uh... so yeah. that kind of place you can kind of see how it is very creepy because um, obviously it's one of these gateways into the underworld yeah so if you're interested you can visit the temple itself it's about 37 kilometers south of the city of Parga near uh, Mesopotamus, and it's on a hill hilltop near the junction of three rivers. Okay, and the three rivers are Acheron, which is the river of woe. Okay, Kogphilos, which is the river of wailing. Of course, and this one, which is hard, but I'm going to try it anyway. This is Pirifalethona. That's not bad, the, you know. Which is the river of flaming with fire. That's the best one. And the these are three rivers associated with Hades. There's five of them. One of them. The other two, I think, is like Leth, which is the river of forgetfulness, and the famous one called the Styx, which is the river of oath. Um, but anyway, those places you can go and visit. So if you're if you want to take a chance and fall into Hades, then go and check out this place. You can go visit it. It's pretty cool to go and see. It's like you know that tav- the, not not the tavern, the the little place where you could actually go and see them rising up from the floorboards. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can you actually go and see that? Yeah, you can go in the well. You can't see them rising up, but you oh, can right. go to the inner. You can go to the inner sanctum. That where sounds really occurred. good. Yeah, so you can see them rising up if you take narcotics. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It depends what you're on, but yeah, it's called the Necromanteo of Ephira Temple, which you okay. can go and visit. But yeah, you yeah can that see... sounds pretty interesting, to be honest. Yeah, and there's, there's there's like multiple different passages that work their way throughout, so you can see where these people used to perform the rituals, okay. and also like go into the depths of this place. It's quite a creepy, cool kind of sort of slightly not like regular attraction there so it's kind of mm. a little bit quieter in terms of the tourists that sounds really good yeah that sounds really good because i would imagine most of the normal places are absolutely packed post-covid so yeah this this sounds quite quite unique quite nice so absolutely so uh, you mentioned homer very briefly as well didn't you i think mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um because i um found one place which i really like it's it's um it's called zakynthos which is a scenic island, so there's nothing horror or deathly here. Well, there's a, there is a shipwreck, but nobody died, uh, which is good. Um, but <laughs> I was gonna say you sounded a bit, you sounded a bit like almost upset about that, which I was like, maybe, maybe, yeah, yeah okay, nobody yeah, died, yeah. but you know yeah. what, I guess. No, this is good. So no, nobody died. So whilst the Kinthos initially sounds very like, hang on a second, surely that's Italian or Venetian. Um, it's actually Greek. It's a Greek island, and it's mentioned in um, by Homer in the Odyssey and Iliad. Um, and what I like about it is just, again, looking through the pictures as well, that it's crystal clear blue waters, golden beaches, um, and it's got shipwreck called Shipwreck Beach of Navaggio, um, and it's in a secluded cove uh, as well. So from a, I'm not going to say it, but I suppose I can say it. If you want to take really good pictures and stick them on Instagram and say, wow. oh my God, I'm so cultured, wow. this would be an interesting place to go because... It has villages, mountains, countrysides, monasteries, and you can do all of this by car as well. Oh, okay. So, okay, that's kind of yeah, cool. I'm looking at the pictures. It looks really nice. It, like, prop- this yeah. is what, yeah, when people say you want to visit Greece, yeah. this is what it looks like. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, no, I just thought, I thought I'd mention Zakynthos as well. Um, it's quite accessible. It's quite popular. And it just, 
looks like a lovely resort, and obviously I'm seeing photos without millions of people there, but it looks less um, busy than Santorini, which would be mm. absolutely packed yeah. um, with tourists. But yeah, no, I, th- I thought I thought I'd mention that. Also, I think that um, those islands, along with Corfu as well, were kind of declared the, one of the two, two of the safest to travel in COVID, I think is what you said as well. Yes, yes, yes. Just kind of interesting. But yeah. But they were also doing like a, a work from Greece visa at one point as well, just to promote the tourism industry. So they were saying that we'll give you a visa, you can come and work here remotely, mm. of course, um, which was quite cool. I don't know if that's still going on. Interesting. Okay, yeah, so I have nice. a very weak segue, but I'm going to use it anyway. I'm going to hear it. Let's go. Okay. Both of you mentioned Homer and Odysseus. Yes. And kind of related to that fact is Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is an Assassin's Creed game set in, obviously, Greece. So you can visit all the attractions that you guys mentioned. Assassin's yeah. Creed Odyssey is a video game. And speaking of video games, let's talk about movies. Oh my god. No, Zucky, hang on. Same pause. Zucky. <laughs> Are we allowing this? I mean, yeah, gone. Uh, he he put effort in. Okay, fine. He showed his work. He did put yeah, he did put a bit of effort fine, in. So fine. I think yeah, then we will allow it. Good. Okay. So because <laughs> you know what? Actually, no. After his good, <laughs> after his good, I'm kind of getting down on the maybe not. All right. Well, I'm going to do it anyway because I've started. Okay, fine. But the reason I want to talk about movies is because there were a surprising number of movies filmed in Greece, including, you know, obvious ones like Mamma Mia and Captain Corelli's Mandolin. And is that obvious? It, it is. I mean, it's a Nicolas Cage in Greek. Yeah. Soldier. Army man. Okay. Right. Um, I hope I'm selling it. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, they had other stuff like Justice League, uh, Tomb Raider, Cradle of Life, Born Identity, Jason Bourne. And uh, the final episode of The Good Place, which I thought was really cool because I didn't realize they filmed it on location. So that was cool. Um, mm. I'm assuming neither of you have seen it because I don't know why you bother owning TVs. Yes. No, but I ha- I've heard The it. Good Place is good, though. I've heard it good is, things as well. It's a really great show. And fun fact for any Good Place fans, um, when Eleanor and Chidi are visiting the Acropolis in Athens, her dress is the same pattern and color as the Greek flag. So that was cool. Mm. Um, but anyway, the reason I bring up all this movie stuff is because of Cine Physio, which is the oldest outdoor movie theatre in Athens. It was built in 1935, and it's been running since then. It's really, really cool. So let me set the scene for you. Imagine it's a cool summer night, and you walk into a really lovely, you know, walled garden or courtyard that's okay. full of chairs and cushions and blankets and little tables that are all set out facing a giant screen. There's a small cobbled path through the garden that leads to a small old-fashioned shop in the back which is selling wine and food and it even has a little mini museum dedicated to the cinema. So you get your ticket and your snacks and you head back to the main garden. All around you you can hear you know people having excited conversations, you can smell jasmine trees and fresh popcorn as you settle down into a comfortable seat waiting for the movie to start. You look up into the stars and in the distance You can see the Acropolis and the Parthenon right above it, which is lit up against a dark night sky. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. That sounds pretty awesome. I was looking for a place to rip you for something, but no, that was pretty good. Yeah, it's a super chill atmosphere, and everyone who's gone to Athens uh, recommends this place. There's no reservation available. You just show up like 20, 30 minutes in advance. You buy your tickets at the place, and then you can sit wherever you want with, you know, popcorn and food and... It's a really lovely open-air cinema. They play blockbuster hits, as well as mm. sort of classics like The Italian Job or The Godfather, and they even do foreign films with uh, subtitles in Greek. So do they have 
So two questions. One, do they have like food to buy like as stores and stuff in that area? Or is it just like a more like a ticket shop kind of food type thing? It's more like a ticket shop. You can you can bring your own food. Uh, they don't have any stalls, but there is like an old fashioned um, place at the back where you can buy tickets and wine and snacks right. and popcorn and all that stuff. Okay, yeah, that sounds good. And then the second is it? I'm guessing it's like one. It's like an or a projector, is it? I'm assuming it's like one. Yeah, big it's projector a projector. Type. It's cool. it's not like an old school black and white projector, but like a normal normal projector, um, color, massive screen. And apparently the speaker setup is really, really well done. So no matter where you sit, you will be hearing things clearly. That's quite good, though, because a lot of those old sites have quite good acoustics, right? From the historic, which is quite interesting. I mean, what I I really liked Mm -hmm. was just the visual. You're watching, let's say, uh, you know, Avengers, Infinity or whatever, and then you look up and it's suddenly ancient Greece and you're like, just... The split is really cool, modern and ancient, yeah. Nah, see, now I'm thinking thinking that... With, uh, no, I was thinking something horror. That would be awesome. Yeah. You I think? Yeah. Something, yeah, something, something creepy cool. that's like a creep, like the mo- yeah. not, not the mummy, but something that's like that sort of, you know, a creepy-ish kind of thing. That yeah. would be pretty good. That would be fun. But I yeah, definitely want to do this. Genuinely, genuinely, genuinely thought when you said that you look up and you see the stars, I thought you were going to say seagull. I genuinely, I don't know why, wow. but I, th- I thought you were going to say, and then you can see the constellation. I think you've got problems, Ali. No, I genuinely see, think the seagull like, wasn't a constellation, yeah, was he? We, was. He turned into Capricorn. We talked oh, about this, God, guys. Every come time on. I hear about this stupid goal, it gets it. worse. I hate it so much. <laughs> anyway, but no, I really like that. Um, Zane, stick the link up on the on the blog as well, so uh, we know exactly where it is. And do you say you don't need to book? You don't need to book. Yeah, you. The only place to buy tickets is at the cinema, so you have to show up early. Fair, fair, fair. Right, um, guys, we are almost near the end of the episode, so I'm going to jump straight to special mentions if uh, you would like to shout out anything. And if we haven't covered something in more detail, we can always jump on to another, re- another round of Greece later on as well. So um, any special mentions? It's got one of Lake Kurnas outside city um, of Chania. It's just basically a very, very nice lake. Um, where you can swim around underwater. It's, it's got really cool areas and different resorts all across the coast. Um, but it also houses some uh, a nymph or an evil fairy. So, yeah. Okay, you can't mention this evil fairy. <laughs> we haven't got time, but yeah, there's a, there's a lot. There's like what? six or seven different stories about what actually what happened to this fairy. One thinks that her father did something to her and then she became a fairy. Another one thinks that she asked the design spirits to turn her into a water fairy so she could escape. Um, there's there's loads of different oh, things. She's, okay. She haunts the area. Basically. Fair enough. So, so she asks them to turn into a fairy so she can escape, but then she just sticks around and haunts it instead. I think I think <laughs> she turned into a fairy, but then she was trapped there by right. you know oh. the, the Greek whatever the gods of, of the, the thing for some reason because I thought it was funny. But yeah, she's there fair. about, so she yeah you might see her. Fair, fair. Hmm. Okay, interesting. I have two places to mention. Nothing as mystical as that. One of them is the Athens Museum of Illusions, which sounds like a fun place to go. And the second place is the museum, uh, the Bee Museum of Rhodes, where you basically um, they talk about all the bees and different um, techniques for you know making honey and beekeeping, and it just looks kind of interesting. Cool. I'm surprised you mentioned bees. I thought you were anti anything that flies. Kind of uh, I like don't wasp. like butterflies and moths because we have you know facts and evidence that they are evil creatures but bees are fine and we Wasps. don't have enough of them wasp can go to hell and i'll send them there myself <laughs> yeah no bees are fine bees are yeah, lovely okay. such an angry response but i agree i completely agree with you though bees are fine wasps no uh, perfect so i've got two as well uh my one is the first one is the 
which is in uh, Nafplio in Greece. Um, don't know why I said Greece, but it's a 15th century island fortress, um, which you can go and visit, and it's abandoned because it, near the dying days after it was no longer used as a fortress, uh, it was a place for all the executioners who nobody wanted to live near could go and live and you know, congregate and have a bit right. of a spa day because executioners in Middle Ages were, and, and throughout Greek and actually across most of Europe, nobody wanted to live near them because they're evil, nobody likes them, they're heckled, they're but abused. were there enough executioners that they needed their entire like yeah. island? <clears throat> um, yeah, no, so there are, like, you, you need executioners um, to maintain the law, but also nobody likes executioners because they're evil and they're horrible and all of that stuff. So no, yeah, they, they, they were at least at one point about 100 and, where they got, 25 who were living there at one wow. point. Um, so yeah, you can go and visit this. It's um, just a f- an island near um, Napflio, and um, Napflio, um, and yeah, it, it looks it looks good. It's a prison. It used to be a fortress, then a prison, and now it's a, an executioner's place or rest, I suppose. And then the other mm-hmm. one, which I really wanted to quickly mention, was the um, this whole thing about an Easter rocket war. So uh, this one is a bit of uh, interesting one. So on the island of Chios in Easter. Um, there are two churches which hurl rockets at each other just to celebrate Easter. So they that launch. Sounds. What kind <laughs> of rockets are we talking? Yeah, um, they violent launch... but also fun to watch. I mean, they say here that they launch thousands of flaming projectiles at each other's churches, whilst congregate congregants observe mass what? inside. Like, okay, but so what does that mean? That does that mean like a, a paper lantern, or we took a Molotov? Like, what? There's there's a lot. Uh, fireworks, I guess. Yeah, but launching it at the church is a bit extreme, isn't it? It it depends how close the church are. Like, if if they're far, then you yeah. They're they're pretty close to each other. So what it says here, what it <laughs> sorry, what it says here is that on the eve of Orthodox Easter Sunday, member of the Ang- Angios, Marcos, and Panankia churches wear bandanas over their faces to filter out the sulphur-scented smoke and launch the cigar-sized rockets from the ramps. They blaze across the sky in quick succession, leaving trails of vapor, providing a cacophonous accompaniment to the solemn Easter services taking place within the churches. And to protect the windows, they actually have wire mesh. <laughs> I mean, that's right. cool, but yeah, very, if we like, if we go to Greece, wow. we have to travel in Easter. Yeah, I, I want to see, see this. I, I do want to see that. Um, that sounds really cool. The reason why they used to do this is, but apparently, uh, the islanders launched rockets after the Turks confiscated their cannons, so they couldn't actually defend themselves using cannons. So they started throwing these projectiles, um, and then. Locals also fired these rockets at each other's churches on purpose, so that any of the Turks who wanted to invade saw the rockets and would be like, "Nana, we're not, we're not going to attack these churches today." So it helped them complete their mm. Easter services. So yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's a pretty good okay. plan. Yeah, nice. You, so you can visit that. I'll put the link up as well. But I thought that was quite interesting, and we're definitely going to go and see that as well. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I was like, uh, okay, that's one way to celebrate it. I mean, it makes sense. Like, if you're going to, you know, visit, let's say you need to do shopping in Asda and you see people throwing rockets at it, you'd immediately say, you know, yeah, maybe I'll yeah, do shopping exa- Exactly, tomorrow. exactly. Maybe not today. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it definitely works. <laughs> Perfect. Right, um, guys, uh, with that, we are at the end of the episode. So um, thank you all for, for listening and thank you guys for, for the research as well. It was really, really good. Please do follow us on the socials. And please do watch out for our next episode, which is available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. So we we get there in the end, and we'll see you all at the next one. Mm